The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This week on your favorite soap opera, it's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. If you're tuning in to find out the weather forecast for your area, you've picked the wrong show. But if you want to hear, actually, that may not be the case. You'll find out about that later in the show. But if you'd like to hear an hour of anything and everything soap, well, you've picked the right place because we are getting ready for the next hour to talk about our favorite soaps. It's what we do here every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Today is going to be one of those shows that I love doing. So hopefully you guys are going to feel the same way. We're reuniting a daytime super couple right here live on the air. So that's always a good thing. And in case that were not enough for you, we're also going to be helping out a really great cause in the process. So this is an hour that you're going to want to stay tuned and listen to very carefully because there are some surprises coming up. Coming up, though, in just a few moments, we'll be joined by One Life to Live and Guiding Light star Jerry Verdorn. We'll catch up with him. And I've made sure that all of the tables are bolted down so we won't have to worry about any table flipping, hopefully, during the course of the hour. We'll also have an on-air reunion that I know a lot of you are excited about because I've been reading your tweets and Facebook posts over the past week. Liz Kiefer, who's best known as Guiding Light's Blake Marler, will also be joining us. And there's a rumor that there may be some surprise callers coming up in the show. You know how I feel about surprises, so I'm just thrilled about that. But it's all for a good cause, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that as well. And all of this, this entire hour of the show, is a preview of the 10th annual Daytime Stars and Strikes bowling event that helps raise money for the American Cancer Society. If you listen carefully, as I said, during today's show, there's still one ticket left to be a spectator at the event in New York City. Just one single ticket. I have it. I'm giving it away during this next hour. So if you listen and you're the lucky caller, you'll be right there with us in the thick of things. So isn't that exciting? I hope so. Let's get on with the show because in order for you to call in and win, you're going to need our toll-free call-in number. It's 866-472-5788. That's also the number that you can use to call in and chat with our guests. I get messages every week from listeners who say that they thought about calling in, but they didn't want to call in and bother us. Now, I assure you, if I didn't want you guys to call in, I would not give out the number each and every week, or we would change it every week to make it harder for you. But it's the same number each and every week, 866-472-5788. If for some reason you can't make it to the phone because you don't have the spare time, you can always strike up a conversation with us on Twitter at Soap Central. They're not going to get any better during the course of the hour, I promise you. Uh, you Soap Central on Twitter. We've also started a comment thread on our facial, Facebook page at facebook.com slash Soap Central. So before I run out of any kind of bowling puns, 
there was another joke in there somewhere. Let's get on with the show because our first guest is a two-time daytime Emmy winner. Those wins were back-to-back, I might add. He spent an amazing 26 years as Ross Mahler on Guiding Light. He then created the magic again as Clint Buchanan on One Life to Live. Jerry Verdorn is here to talk to us about another milestone, the 10th annual Daytime Stars and Strikes bowling event. Jerry, welcome back to Soap Central Live. Thank you very much, Dan. It's a delight to be back. And I guarantee you, I, I will get this show out of the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's going to put the one. pressure. <laughs> I, I thought about it. I was thinking of alleys and pins <laughs> or whatever. But that puts the pressure. Now that we've taken the simple ones, that'll put the pressure on Liz when she comes and joins us in a couple yeah. of moments to see if we're, if we're she, done. It's up to her now. <laughs> we've we've exhausted our <laughs> our all of our possible bowling puns. So we'll see what we can yeah. come up with. Uh, what folks don't know is that before the show, sometimes we have a chance to talk. Uh, sometimes during commercial breaks, we have a chance to talk. And we were talking about Indian summer. And I figure we'll finish the discussion because it's been very warm here in the East. And we think, is what I was saying, that Indian summer, it has to be a hard frost. And then if it gets warm again, that's an Indian summer. But I'm not sure because I'm not a meteorologist. Is that your understanding as well? It's my understanding. It seems to be a memory from childhood. I grew up in Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, all those states where winter is serious. And, uh, yeah, I think we had to have a frost, maybe even a hard frost, like you say. And then if it got up into the, you know, 60s and 70s, we would call it an Indian summer and be very happy that we had it. You know, I'm not entirely sure. I've been saying there's a hard frost. I'm not entirely sure what the difference is between a frost and a hard frost. Hard frost just sounds really more intense, so that's why I was using it. I think hard frost would, would kill certain crops, as I recall. And then, you know, just something at 32 or 31 degrees where you got a little icing on the pumpkin, that was a soft frost. <laughs> icing on the pumpkin sounds like dessert, and since I like to talk about food... <laughs> Trick or Treat will be here before we know it. All the little ghouls and goblins running around begging for candy and all that other stuff. Do you have a personal favorite candy, a little Trick or Treat candy? Do you maybe treat yourself to a, a bag of something from the local grocery store around Halloween time? Yes, I like, I like to, uh, well, when I buy my candy for the Hallow- Halloweeners, I come to the door. Um, I take Twix because I'm going to have them. Twix. Mm. Bite-sized Twix, so they're good. Yeah. yeah. I am partial to the Twix are good, Kit Kat are good. Actually, any of the chocolate candies. I, I, I'm one of the few people who doesn't like candy corn. No, I never did like candy corn. No, it hurt my teeth. <laughs> oh, I just I think it's a weird taste, and I'm sure, I mean, not that any candy is actually beneficial or healthy, but I'm sure candy corn is probably really low on the list of, of healthy Halloween candies. It looks good. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, now they have all the different flavors. I saw uh, uh, while strolling the aisles of, of one of the stores, I saw that they have fruit-flavored candy corn now. And they've oh, got you're kidding. Glow-in-the-dark candy corn. That just doesn't sound like it'll end well. I just feel like no, <laughs> you shouldn't I, eat food that glows in the dark. <laughs> no, I view it as decoration. It's not edible. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get into some of the hard-hitting... I was thinking of a, a bowling pun, but it, it, I lost it somewhere. Uh, before we get into the hard-hitting questions, we do have a caller who's been waiting since the top of the show to talk to you. So I figure that we'll bring her on, let her ask her question, and then we'll, we'll sock you with the, the toughies. We have Bonnie from Massachusetts who would like to talk to Jerry. Bonnie, Hi, to Dan. Central Live. Yes, I think you should become a new meteorologist. Hi, Bonnie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, it's not too late for that, you know. No, it's well, not. No. 
second okay, career I'll life. work on that. While you ask your question, I'll my look up some neurological true, but fact about my personal story about guiding lights. I adopted two cats from my local shelter, male and female, and I named them Blake and Ross <laughs> for 15 years. And sad story, the day the uh, guiding light canceled, I lost Ross, but Blake lasted for another two years afterwards. Oh, you're kidding. No. Oh, my goodness. What a coincidence. The day, the day GL was canceled? Yes. I, I guess he, he knew what was coming. He knew, so, you yeah. know. It's time to go, yes. And talking about a little bit of um, OLT, my mother, I adopted two cats for her, and she's a big fan like I am on Guy, uh, I Like to Live. I adopted two cats for her named Princess Victoria and King Clint. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so I just wanted to tell you my true but What's real, the first she, name? real story Victoria? about my guardian like I love you two were my favorite super couple for like twenty five years. Yeah, we had a we had it was a a good relationship. You know, even before Liz came on and then she just enhanced it so much for the good Lord, what'd she play that for? Ten or fifteen years. Oh at least. Yeah. So yeah, it was kind of cool. It was uh, a May-December storyline that they didn't think would last very long, and the couple lasted quite a few years. And, yes, you did. And the other thing, too, was um, you did the chemistry. I don't know how to explain it. I felt that I, we did, but, you know, you can never know until you see yourselves on camera. Because mm-hmm. chemistry is kind of hard to define, and everybody's right. always looking for it. But one thing is uh, you can tell when you see it. Exactly, but I just thought you two were like phenomenal and well, thank you, the dear. greatest so far. And I, you know, I hate bringing this up, I am saddened about OLT for a while. Well, we are actually going to talk about that in a little while. We're going to let that elephant marinate in the corner of the room, Bonnie. So I want to I'm thank sorry. You. That's okay. No, we we have to. We have an hour of show to fill. We have to stretch these things out. It's very suspenseful and soap oriented. So thank but you thank so you much for letting calling me call in. in. And happy Halloween to both of you. You too, Bonnie. Thank you. Thank you. Halloween is actually one of the holidays that I don't celebrate because I don't really need a mask of any kind to scare the kids away. So <laughs> I figure there are other holidays for that. Save it, save it for Easter or Christmas. I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> one of the things that Bonnie mentioned when you talk about chemistry and sometimes, you know, for one set of viewers, there may be chemistry there. And for other viewers, maybe there's not. The thing that is interesting is that you and Liz are friends off the screen, which is always nice to hear that we like that people get along off screen, even if their character's marriage on screen doesn't last. So I'm sure that has to help. It helps a lot. And uh, it, in Liz's case, w- with me, it was friendship from the very beginning because they moved her out from California and, you know, didn't give her much help. I mean, things like, you know, once you get in New York, well, you need a bank, and then, you know, you need a place to stay. And then she didn't have a winter coat. I gave her a winter coat. And, uh, you know, things like that. Anyway, we made a, a friendship very quickly, and uh, I think that shows up on screen when you like each other off screen. 26 years with Guiding Light. One of the things, and I hope I'm not ruining anything for anybody out there who's listening, in, but to me, not every character who dies on a soap is actually gone forever so my question for you is do you ever think about ross now that you i mean obviously guiding light is is gone but you had left the show before then does he ever cross your mind 
Uh, yeah, every once in a while, well, Ross doesn't so much, but a storyline crosses my mind. And then I remember when uh, I left the show and I was doing uh, One Life to Live, one day some extra came in and sat down next to me in the rehearsal hall early in the morning and said, hey, I was just at your funeral yesterday. <laughs> and he had been working at Guiding Light and they had had Ross's funeral. And, uh, you know, a funeral without a body, you see. And so in Soapland, uh, that, you know, well, you know what that means. And uh, so I thought, well, you know, maybe someday I'd, I'd go back. And, and then they did want me back, but ABC wouldn't let me out of the contract to do it. I was going to come back as a ghost. So. Have you ever done a ghost before anywhere? I mean, playing a ghost, there's a lot of... Uh, of Nuance, I would think, in playing a ghost. Speaking of Halloween, no, I have never played a ghost. Maybe, well, I'm old enough now, I, I could be Hamlet's father, I could be that ghost. I could play that role. But I, th- I thought it was going to be fun if, if uh, the other network had let me go back to CBS for, I don't know, it was just a couple days. But I was going to visit somebody, and somebody else was going to come back from the dead or something. I was going to go visit Peter Simon, you know, just drop in on people around town. <laughs> Just, just sort of hang out, just a little yeah, boo, yeah. and and how's it going? That kind of thing. <laughs> that always sounds like like a good time. Now that sounds far less dramatic than something that we got to see on One Life to Live in the final two episodes. The infamous blow up at the Man of the Year ceremony. For me, it was juicy. It was wonderful. It was everything that I want from a soap. Uh, I sat and, and giggled to myself for a little bit and rewound and watched it again. Were those scenes as much fun for you to play as they were to watch? I mean, you were flipping over tables. You were telling people to go screw themselves. That's got to be a good time. Oh, yes. It was, uh, it was fun, but with a caveat. that I mean, we're, we're shooting so much material in so short a time that it was, uh, it was kind of um, exhausting mentally as well as physically. And I haven't done scenes that physical in a long, long time, you know, and I'm a man of a certain age now. So, I, you know, I... You know, here I was, you know, hitting people in the face and, and carrying on and turning over tables and pulling tablecloths over. So the next day, Dan, I was just a little on the sore side. Uh-oh. <laughs> but they, they were a lot of fun, and we got them in – we had some very good directors directing those things, and we got them without having to do them too many times. But it was such good material that I was all in – I mean, literally, I mean, you could tell you were every bit of it. Uh, I mean, like I said, I I like watching soap people tell each other off. And when, you know, you tell a whole room full of people, pretty much the entire (laughs) cast to go screw themselves. I mean, that's a good time for me. Uh, Yeah, that's one of the great taglines I've ever had from the bottom of my heart. (laughs) Screw all of you. (laughs) Well, since you're reaching to the bottom of your heart for things, I think I would like to give you the opportunity to introduce our next guest since the two of you have uh, an existing wonderful relationship. I'll let you introduce the lovely and wonderful Liz Kiefer. Uh, One of the beautiful ladies in the business who started out, one of her early jobs was on One Life to Live. And then she went back to California, and then we were lucky enough to lure her back into New York, and she became the Blake Marler that I love, and here she is, Elizabeth Kiefer. Oh, Jerry, that's so sweet. Hi, honey. Thank you. Hi, honey. 
There's it's that, so good there's to hear that your Liz voice. Blake voice that I love so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell you, and, and Liz, welcome to Soap Central Live. I have to say there's so many people who were excited about this, even though you guys have reunited certainly every year at the, the Daytime Stars and Strikes and uh, in other things, I'm sure, in your, in your private lives. For a lot of people, this is it. This is like a big reunion that they've been waiting for for what, eight years almost, or seven or eight years, something like that. Oh, I guess. How long has it been? Wow. Yeah. I'm sure I've been eight years. That up very quickly. Let's look. Uh, last appearance was June 2005, so I guess that would be wow. eight years. Oh, dear. That's, that's a little scary. It feels like four. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So far too long. So, uh, you know, Liz, I want to get into some stuff with you. We just heard Jerry talking about the uh, soapy goodness, over the top, flipping tables and all kinds of fun stuff that we know and love on soaps. Have you ever had anything similar to that of your own? Any uh, over the top, wonderful, soapy moments that you would like to sort of relive here? Oh, my. Oh, my. I'm not, I mean, I... I don't think I've been flipping any tables, but <laughs> I think There's more. There's still time. <laughs> so, so perhaps I, I love some of the over top, over the top Blake and Ross scenes. You know, just over the top in the, um, um, the the the, the ridiculousness <laughs> sometimes, but the but the wonderful um, courage that Blake had to just to stand up to Ross. Um, I don't know. Uh, 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 I, I didn't have those types of scenes. I liked. I prefer the scenes of heart and soul and 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 humor. Um, those were always my favorite. So um, I don't know. Can you think of any? Where yeah. I was, yeah, I oh, can think of one. Can you? you were, yeah, you were absolutely brilliant. And it wasn't heart and soul. It was like standing up to Ross, except you were sitting down. Ross was addressing a room full of nuns. Oh, I remember this one. Oh, and yeah. I, I forget why I was addressing a room full of nuns, but <laughs> but during the speech, um, Blake slipped in the back door and assumed a seat in in the back and proceeded to distract Ross no end by doing several sensuous things. That this is the day <laughs> I claimed Blake as mine. I do believe. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I said, "All right, this part is mine now." Yeah. Yeah, the part is mine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, a room full of nuns. That's kind of that's kind of something to definitely to well, to start off your role with here. That was a challenge for Blake. But how can I? How can I? How can I embarrass and and get him off his game in front of the nuns? That that would so, be fun. I'd like Liz, to see that yeah, happen. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. I blush easily in real life. But one, once we were doing the scenes on the floor, and the nuns had their costumes on, and they had all these habits going on. And Liz was doing what she was doing in the back of the room. It was a very blush time for me, too. And, uh, of course, all the nuns were very confused as to why I was (laughs) suddenly gone from a wonderful speaker to a sort of stammering speaker. (laughs) I suddenly was doing the King's Speech. It seems that your characters in speaking at microphones just don't really mesh all that well. Lots of things happen when you're at the mic. Well, my brother took my award. Come on, I'm, I'm going to stick up for my side, okay? <laughs> and I might have had a drinky poo or two, and I just said what uh, came to mind. And uh... Well, I, I don't want Liz to think that we're going to leave her out of the, the misbehavior, because I know, Liz, that you said that you like a lot of the, the heart and the soul and types of those scenes. I'm looking at your character's profile, and... <laughs> There are a lot of crimes that 
that Blake really sort of has committed. Now, in fairness, some of them happened before you joined the show, but we've got, uh, let's see, what do we have here? We have stealing prescription pads. We have graffiti. Uh, we have attacking people. We've got disorderly conduct and drunkenness and spying. I mean, you've had your share, your fair share of, of misdeeds as well on Guiding Light. Yeah, yeah, but they were always for good reasons. Because <laughs> <laughs> aren't they always? So in my head, they're completely rationalized, and they just don't seem over the top at all. They are just absolutely necessary. So somewhere in the course of this, this was actually, uh, Jerry forced me to have to tell you to do this. So uh, at some point in the show, Liz, you're going to have to come up with a bowling pun. You can't use strike, you can't use gutter, and you can't use spare. So we'll let you think about that while we talk about this wonderful daytime stars and strikes event. Because, you know, the, the event this year is sold out, but that doesn't mean that fans can't still be a part of it. They can go on to daytimestarsandstrikes.com and they can find out information about how they can donate, how they can sponsor a lane at the event. But I'd like to sort of go back, Jerry, and find out uh, 10 years ago, what was the impetus for creating Daytime Stars and Strikes? Well, a couple of fine ladies ganged up on me and, and convinced me to um, try and raise money for the American Cancer Society. And uh, like you say, that was this is our 10th anniversary, so that was a decade ago. And I was kind of reluctant, and uh, we all weren't quite sure what we were doing. We sort of invited a bunch of people over for some pizza at a bowling alley, and we were selling some signed props and scripts, and we ended up raising more money than we thought we should, and we thought we were going to have a couple of beers go home, that was going to be it. But then the darn thing grew, and Wendy, the event organizer, grew with it. She became very knowledgeable about how to run an event, and now she's, I think she's an expert at it. And, if, if our event ever ends, she should continue doing other people's events because she's real good. And uh, that that first event seems like a short time ago and a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Because uh, in in the manner of these things, the way they work, this event turned into something very special and it became an emotional conduit for a lot of people basing their vacations around the event and... Uh, you know, as you know, everybody is touched by this disease, and it just became such a wonderful, individual, peculiar, in a good sense, event for people to get together, be silly, exchange mm-hmm. stories, raise money, raise more money, and by the end of the event, feel this was really time well spent. And most everybody who comes to the event dedicates this Sunday to someone in their family, or maybe even to themselves if they've been recently diagnosed, so... It, it's just turned into this jewel. And Daytime Stars and Strikes does raise money for the American Cancer Society. And as I mentioned, for those of you out there who are listening, if you would like to make a donation, there are going to even be some auctions. You can go on to DaytimeStarsAndStrikes.com, get some additional information. And even if you cannot be with us in New York for the event, you can still uh, be a part by maybe making a donation in a loved one's name. So rolling it back, oh, that was unintentional, that one, but rolling it back to mm-hmm. bowling. That was good. good. <laughs> that wasn't really, actually, for, of all the things I do, that one really wasn't planned. I'm going to ask, <laughs> we're going to Liz, uh, why bowling? Are you guys secret bowlers? Is this a, a wonderful pastime of yours, or was that just the first thing that sort of popped up? Well, don't, don't pin me down. 
Don't pin me down to one. <laughs> oh, very good, very good. I got it. I got it. Wonderful. <laughs> The bowling, the bowling, um, no, I'm not, I, I'm, 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 the bowling for me, I start, I'm terrible. I start out making, getting the strikes and then once I try to figure out what I'm doing, how did I do that? And I start to analyze it, then I go downhill. So, <laughs> that, it wasn't that, it was just, um, it was a wonderful venue for people to be able to play and, and talk at the same time and it was accessible and, you know, we had do, we had done bowling prior to it for uh, to raise money for other things. You know, in, in, in um, before, right? Didn't we? Didn't we do things with? Um, I believe we did. Yes. Yeah. So for, and a like, bowling alley is big enough uh, to you know to accommodate if you ever get more than a hundred people, which we never dreamt we would. Now we get lots and lots more than that. But it, it's big, and yet there are spaces in a bowling alley where you can have a private conversation and you know it, it just seemed to be a nice venue but then we were lucky enough through wendy to find the bowling alleys that were most accommodating and and this year's at bowmar on times square in new york it, it's a wonderful place oh that's fun yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun and in terms of uh, you know having a private conversation we do have another caller who wants to call in and talk to you guys so before they think i'm a turkey let's bring them on we have <laughs> They're going to go on for the rest of the show. I'm just uh, as a heads up. <laughs> We're going to bring on Brian from Georgia. Brian, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hey, uh, Jerry, and hey, uh, Liz. How are you? Hi. Hey, uh, my, my question for you, um, I know you both were on uh, God and Light. Um, my question for you was, did, did either of you have the chance to work with um, Laura Wright? Oh, Sure. Laura was, she played, uh, she, she was, uh, I think, she, didn't she come on dating Hart, who, who was my, yeah, my brother? I yeah. think for a brief period of time, she might have even been related to me, but I, I <laughs> so many, I'm related to so many people, I, I just can't keep track. Well, like, let's... Yeah, we've we've got that too. I'm sure we can find out here on uh, relatively quickly on our our profiles. I don't see it, but you know anything can change. Sometimes I'm convinced that the soap writers like to change people's relationships just because they know that we have to go onto the internet and redo everybody's family treats. <laughs> I think Dinah came in and and stole oh. stole him away from her. But Laura's <laughs> fabulous, absolutely fabulous. I think her first day she was doing a striptease, something like that. I think that's when wow. we first saw her. I, I, I pole dancing the whole nine yards. She, <laughs> she was like, welcome to Guiding Light. Well, thank you so much, Brian, for your call. Thank you. Uh, it seems there's a lot of, of characters. I'm, I'm thinking in my head, there's a lot of characters that make their first appearances doing some sort of striptease or naked in someone's bed or, you know, wearing only a towel at the door. There's a lot of that. Oh, yeah. Showers, baths, <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> there's, there's <laughs> there were a whole lot of them. I want to give both of you the opportunity, since this is uh, raising money, much needed money, we should add, for the American Cancer Society. We have a little game on this show that we call the $200, 50, uh, $250 Soap Pyramid. It's sort of a really, really scaled-down version of the $100,000 Soap Pyramid, because we don't have that kind of budget. And I would like to give one or both of you the opportunity to play it to earn money for the American Cancer Society. I want to be on Jerry's team. 
That's all I have to say. I want to be with him, not against him. Oh, uh, well, that's really not the way it works here. But oh, uh, darn. <laughs> we will we will do that. Uh, but uh, let me. I'm looking at. There's a whole bunch of Twitter questions that are coming through, so I want to make sure that oh, we we get those from folks as well. Um, someone wanted to know since we were talking about the fact that you aren't maybe the best bowlers. Do you know what your bowling average is? We'll start with Jerry. What's your What's your bowling average? I'm in the 160s. Which is, that's which not is, horrible. No, that's not horrible. Well, that's usually not, uh, I used to I used to struggle to break a hundred. That's horrible. But then I I found out the value of spares and uh, and then and the game got better. And plus, if you quit trying to throw it through the back wall of the building, you're better <laughs> off. So I slowed down. <laughs> uh, let's go over to Liz. Liz, do you know what your bowling average is? Okay, so let's just Uh-oh. let's go back to square one here. Is it good to have a high number or a low number? <laughs> I this isn't golf, so I yes. The question. <laughs> a high number is definitely good. Oh, okay. I kind of think I was in the 80s then. Well, that's fine. <laughs> I believe that's... there's like an 80-something happen rolling around in my head, but I, I might be confused with golf. So there you go. <laughs> Either way, it's respectable, kind of, right? Okay, I I what I lack in my bowling average, I make up in 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 fun and and energy. So (laughs) there, that's my part. I think that's what it is about bowling. I mean, I will admit to having my own bowling ball. uh, That's just because why not? Uh, I'm not the best bowler, but there's something fun about going to bowling and having bowling alley food and sitting around with a, a soda or whatever it is and and chitter and chattering with a whole bunch of people that's to me is is actually a lot more fun than some of the more expensive elaborate things that people come up with and you're being modest Dan, because i don't think you've fully informed your audience that you're, you're going to be participating <laughs> will you play for I, me <laughs> <laughs> well we played with you not against you i yeah, really might you. even be doing a play-by-play of you doing a well you know maybe a, a frame or two We'll we'll come up with something. Perhaps we'll we'll broadcast that on a, a future episode of of yes. Soap Central Live, just in case people want to know what kind of mayhem goes on behind the scenes. But uh, I'm looking here. You know, a lot of other people they're they're asking the same question that they have for Jerry. We're going to ask that at the end of the show and and put that out of the side. But there are other things that folks don't know. I like to to dig and come up with things. So, Liz, a lot of people may not know yet that you have taken on another role that people won't see on television, but you're a life coach. I'd like to know a little bit more about that. What does that mean? Yeah. Uh, I guess I think I started with in my dressing room at Guiding Light. That's where I first started off. Um, life coach. You know, this life coaching is basically taking, um, helping people create bigger, better lives, um, really gaining clarity as to who they are and what they want. And I have to say, this all came from um, when Guiding Light went off the air. I found myself um, being asked to speak to high schools and colleges. Just, can will you come be a guest speaker and talk to the kids about the business and, and do some seminars? And I thought, oh, this is great. And I love this more than I could ever imagine. And I started working with some of these people privately, and that started 
going, okay, well, this is nice. I feel good giving back. And then I, I, I found myself with this coaching business where I was helping actors. And, and, but in order to really get to the authentic place where you, you can be real and authentic mm-hmm. and honest as an, honest as an actor, you need to find that for in your own being. You need to know what you're feeling and why you're feeling it so you can apply that. And, and then, you know, parents of the actors were saying, can I talk to you? Because you're really doing a lot for my child. And <laughs> suddenly oh. I found myself in the civilian population and I decided I, I would... Um, figure this out, um, because everyone said, you're, what you're doing is life coaching, and I, I, I was kind of clueless about that. So I've just completed a year of my training, and I'm, I'm getting my certification, and I am um, taking on a lot of people. It's, um, it's just about uh, knowing who you are, what you want, and, and how to get it. It's all the questions you ask, ask yourself as an actor. I find it to be, it's like a big acting class for life, really. Well, I have, um, I have I'm using all my questions. directing skills and acting skills. It's, it's, it's really wonderful. I, I really love the one-on-one um, um, exchange with people and, and, and when people are seeking their truth and their voice. And, uh, it's, it's right up my alley. I like that. I have some other questions I'd like to ask you about that, but since I like to share the time here, we do have someone else who'd like to talk to both of you. We have a caller, a Robert, on the line. Welcome to Soap Central Live. Thank you. Thanks for having all of us on, and it's nice to uh, be listening to Liz and Jerry talk about (laughs) their great, wonderful time on Guiding Light. I know I'm that pretty, voice. Pretty fond of both of these guys. I know pretty that fond voice. of both. How did he get guys. through security? <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, I think you asked that question uh, from the day I walked into that studio in 1981. How did this guy get through security? I know. Well, I've used that joke for three decades, so why not? <laughs> and it still works. It's all in the delivery. How are you, Robert? I'm fine, Jerry. How are you? Good. It's good to hear your voice, and Liz, it's nice to hear your voice as well. Oh, it's good to hear yours. You've been awfully busy. I'm very proud of you. Thank you, honey. Yeah. You. I, some days I feel like I could use a good life coach, though. Well, LizKeeper.com. <laughs> there you go. Okay. <laughs> I'm yours. Oh. I am yours. Uh, <laughs> I, will you be ahead. joining us at Stars and Strikes? I will be. I've been uh, un- unable to for the last several years. I keep on committing to, and then something comes up, and I'm away doing something. And and it's uh, it's been it's uh, I've been sad about that because I had attended this event a few times before Guiding Light went off the air, and I always enjoyed it, and I always thought it was just a phenomenal thing that Liz and Jerry and Wendy do to put this thing together and uh, raise a bunch of money and make everybody happy. It's one of those fantastic everybody wins kind of situations. Uh, the fans have a great time. The um, uh, the uh, celebrities have a great time. Um, money is raised for a good cause, and there's just no downside to this thing. And I've, and, uh, I've been very proud of both of them for doing this so well for such a long time. And how's your bowling game? Oh, it sucks. You know, <laughs> better than mine. <laughs> I, I am a golfer, so my goal is I play a lot of golf, and so my goal when I'm in sports is to score as low as possible. So uh, it does not serve me well in the bowling world. 
Not to mention, I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting, um, what's it called again? I'm sorry. Hang on. Older. (laughs) And so (laughs) the thing I remember most about bowling now is like for the next two days, my, uh, you know, my back is killing me. That kind of a thing. For me, I noticed that my age is getting closer to my bowling score, which is never really good. (laughs) All right. Right, right, right. Well, Robert, thank you so much for this surprise call. You know what? For folks out there who are listening who like to keep up with, with their, their favorite soap stars, is there any message you'd like to give them, anything that you'd like to tell them where they can track you down, not in a, in a creepy way, but in a, a friendly, <laughs> wonderful way? <laughs> well, I don't know. I haven't been tracked in a creepy way in quite a while. Well, no, that's not true. That's not the story I'm going to tell right now. I do okay. have a stalking fan that continues to find me in certain places, but um, uh, I, I'll be uh, I'll be on, on a couple of shows in the next couple of weeks, actually. My uh, Homeland episode will be airing, I think, this coming weekend. I think it's the second episode of season, season three. I'm playing a lot of really nasty characters these days, and on this show, I'm also playing a really nasty banker. Um, uh, and then I have an NCIS coming up that'll be on the air, I think, next week as well. I think that'll be in the middle of next week. We and, will uh, make sure lots to get of the theater all around the place. If people want to find me, they can go to uh, robertnewmanonline.com, and generally they can keep up with where I am. Or I'm all over Facebook, like all of us are, Facebook and Twitter. And cool. yes, I'll be there a week from Sunday. I will be there, I promise. We will all be there. It sounds like it's going to be a great time. Robert, thank you so much for your surprise. Thanks. I told and people there'd be surprises. Gary, thank you, Gary and Liz. I love you both with all my heart. I'll see you Sunday. Uh, I can't wait to see you. Take good care now. Thank you. Bye-bye. See, this is what we like to do. There are all sorts of surprises. I don't like surprises for myself, but giving surprises to other people is always a good time. Who was that? <laughs> well, that was, that was good, Bob Gary. from Georgia, right? <laughs> wow. Last time I get a surprise on this show, apparently. <laughs> so, as I mentioned, we are raising money for the American Cancer Society. We are now going to stop delaying the inevitable. We are going to put Jerry Verdorn to the test oh, with God. a little game that we call the $250 Soap Pyramid, and we've even stolen a theme song for it. Let's see if we have that clip to play. <laughs> That's all we can play or we have to pay a royalty. So, all right, I hear you, yeah. This is, this is nothing where I have to remember anything, is it? Well, you don't have to necessarily remember anything, but I'm going to give you clues to famous Jerry's and it's going to be your task to come up with who I'm trying to get you to tell me who they are. I uh, haven't seen is... the names. I'm getting them as soon as we start the game. So these are going to be as, as strange to me as they are to you. Okay. But if okay, you're game... I'll help you, Jerry. I'll whisper in your ear. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we got 60 seconds on the clock, and we're going to start now. Uh, he was the original Nutty Professor, uh, hosted the. Yes. Um, the lead singer of The Grateful Dead. Uh, his name is. Uh, there's a Ben and Jerry's ice cream that sounds like his name now. I have one of his ties. Should we pass? Pass. Uh, uh, the comedian, he had his own show, was t- named a uh, show about nothing. Jerry Seinfeld. 
Yes, uh, he's a talk show host. Uh, all his guests are always fighting on stage for some reason. Uh, Jerry Springer. Yes, uh, uh, the uh, he played Leave It to Beaver. He was Beaver. Jerry Matthews. Close enough. Uh, uh, Ben's dad. He's married to uh, Ann Mira. Jerry Stiller. Yes, uh, he's saying uh, great balls of fire. Jerry Lee Lewis. Yes. Um, oh boy. Uh, uh, he was uh, the star of Law and Order. Uh, he played Lenny Briscoe. Yes. And we're out of time, but there's one more, so we'll get to it. Uh, the ooh, I don't know who this is. I think he's the the producer of CSI. He's a famous movie television producer. Jerry Bruckheimer. Yes. He well, wins. You didn't get them all, but the good news is, is no, there's no losers on the $250 soap pyramid. You have won an additional $250 for the American Cancer Society. Woo! Who's we this will- old rocker that I couldn't remember? Jerry Garcia. Uh, wow. that's I, oh, yeah. He smoked too much weed. I couldn't remember his name. But, <laughs> I, I, but I do have one of his ties. <laughs> I'm not sure that that's quite the way, but yeah, you know, whatever. And he's got uh, Cherry Garcia, right? The ice cream? That is correct. Okay. It's actually quite tasty. I normally don't like chocolate chips in my uh, my ice cream, but it actually works really well. Not that they're paying for the plug, but, you know. That's a good game. You know, I expected you, Jerry is also a female name, so I expected. Oh. Yeah, I know. I expected something like that. Sounding per hour. That's a good. Well, there will be, we have another couple of minutes. There will be another round where we're, I'm assuming we're going to come up with famous Liz's in oh. history. We'll, okay. we'll get. <laughs> we'll get to that, but I want to go back to the the life coach thing before we were interrupted by a surprise caller, Liz. There's there's a, a statement on your website. It says, "If life is a stage, what role are you playing, and have you been miscast?" That's very some very existential stuff there. Oh sure. Well, a lot of people are just living to to please other people. I mean, they're not they're not authentically coming from. Really, well, maybe they don't even know what they really want to do, but they're but they are doing what they feel they should be doing, and maybe it's at it's it's not necessarily in alignment with um, what their knowing essential self would would really want. So my job is just to help people find that, and and if anybody comes to me, it's because they're. I basically, they realize, you know, something's wrong. I'm just not feeling good about this. I like, I kind of like to think of it as a game of uh, when you're a kid, when hot and cold. You know, where you're getting warmer, you go towards something. Ooh, then you're getting hotter. You're getting hotter. You're getting hotter. I mean, and oh no, cold, cold, go away, go away. <laughs> you know, if you just did that in your life, if you just realized, if you really felt what was going on, when when you do, you really want to be doing this? What does this feel like? Um, you know, that's a really good way to bring it back to back to center. So, yeah, yeah, maybe you're playing the wrong role. Maybe you're not supposed to be staying at home um, making peanut butter sandwiches and and for you know the entire eighth grade, which I did yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you're supposed to be writing a screenplay and 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 getting your message out there. I mean, and and. Maybe you're not doing that because a lot of people said, oh, no, no, you're not, no, that's not your job. No, 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 you need to do this. And you believed it. You bought it. So um, it's 
kind of undoing some of the uh, beliefs that might be roam, roaming around in your head. The power of story is pretty potent. I always say that for me, uh, one of the ways that I, I liken that to is for people who are dating, and they always say that they have their ideal image of what their mate should look like, and oh, that's, o- you know, that's only what they're looking for. Right. How do you and know I- that your soulmate hasn't passed you because you're looking for yeah, this one particular thing? And you're looking for these external things, and the idea is to look for the felt sense of what you want to feel when you're with that person. Make a list of that, and then you're going to get that person. That person's going to come in. Because if you start giving it, like, they've got to be 5'7 or taller and have, you know, mm-hmm. so much hair and yada, 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 you're, you're going to list yourself out of the ballpark. So, um, but if, you, if you, you really know what you want to feel like when you're with them, and I've got a hint for you, it's usually what you need to give to yourself first, but hey, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> but that's... That's the idea. So, yeah, yeah. Those lists are, they need to be used wisely. Well, we have a list that people can get on. As I mentioned, we have one ticket left to be a spectator at the Daytime Stars and Strikes event on the 13th. It's only one ticket left. If you're going to be in New York that weekend, tweet me at Soap Central. We are going to pick one person who tweets. We'll contact you, and you will get the last remaining in existence ticket to be at the 2013 Daytime Stars and Strikes. Again, just tweet at Soap Central. Let me know that you want the ticket, and it could be yours. You so, know, you after all these years of doing uh, Stars and Strikes, Liz and I can this year say we have actors from A to Z because we got Alexandra Alexander to Zank. Colleen Zink finally it just, Don't I decided you love to come that? This I year, heard so. that and I was so excited. I know, I know. It's it, it's you know, it's just a hook that we uh, love to say A to Z. So uh this winner of this last ticket will see Grant Alexander and Colleen Zink in the same room. <laughs> And the only thing that they won't see, we're still working on getting people whose names are symbols or numbers. If we get those sometime between now and the 13th, you may see you know, people with, with some other beyond the A to Z. But none of this would be possible. We've mentioned Wendy several times. We're going to bring on Wendy Medore, who is the force behind making sure that we get all of these people there and all of these great auctions. Wendy, welcome to Hi. Central Live. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hey. Hi, General. Hi, hi. Yeah, the queen. Hi. I was going to say, she's the queen. <laughs> the hi, General, Wendy. okay. <laughs> How is everybody doing? Good. Are we ready to make some noise on the 13th? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was this Sunday. It's the 13th. Uh, <laughs> I'm busy. So I'll make it. I can make it. Okay. <laughs> I'll move some things around. Here's Good. Wendy for you. When I, I, at, at 10 minutes to 6, I was... I was still at my son's soccer game, and I'm frantically calling Wendy, going, "Okay, they're in overtime. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. But you, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta call people for me. You gotta do something. I don't have any contact information." <laughs> and Wendy, she just, she's just there. She just can take anything. So, Thanks, and Wendy, Wendy, I've been talking about these auctions that are uh, going to be taking place. I'm going to go to the website now because there are, I mean, there's some amazing things that are up for auction from signed bowling pins to tickets to the daily show to uh, you know photographs and autographs all kinds of good stuff how do you get all of this stuff gosh um you know it's just 10 years in the making it's just uh knowing the right people to contact i mean their doors shut um 
some some get tired of me asking, but you know, when when one shuts, another one opens. And the Daily Show, they've you know given in the past, and a couple of years said no, and then and then they uh, say, okay, well, well we we like you guys, we'll we'll do it again. So it really is is a matter of um, networking. Uh, Facebook has has done wonders for us. Tweeting has done wonders for us. So. It's a matter of experience, history, the uh, reputation of the, sh- of the event, and the two stars that host it. What can I say? Uh, there are uh, there's a complete list, everybody. I mean, there are so many things. As I said, there are signed scripts. Go and check it out at daytimestarsandstrikes.com. There's all sorts of fun, wonderful stuff that you can check out. And we may... We may, I say, have some other things coming up on SoapCentral.com that we will pluck and perhaps re-auction to make oh. even more money for the American Cancer Society. Because, you know, it's a good cause. We have to make sure that they have as much money as they need to help, hopefully, so that no one has to deal with cancer ever again. So we, I'm, I'm looking, I'm, there's, the tweeting things are, are going crazy here. I have, you know, Twitter... Even though it's 160 characters, it still moves faster than the speed of light for me, Wendy. So <laughs> I want to give you an opportunity. There, are, As we said, we only have that one ticket left. You know, what do you say to people who are saying, you know, damn, I should have gone. I should have gotten my ticket earlier. What do they need to do if we have it again? When do you announce this? You know, we, what do they need to be on the lookout for? That's the beauty of this event. We've always started selling tickets February 1st. Um, that it's just the nature of it. We we start early. We give people a chance to to like Jerry said, plan your vacations at work. You know, let's see, can I can I take a week off in October or the long weekend or whatnot? Um, and and what I say to people too is, buy the ticket February first, and make a contribution. If you don't end up going because of other circumstances or the the star that you want to see is not going to be there and you don't want to attend, at least you've made that donation and you still have a chance to be there. You know what I mean? Instead of waiting for, I mean, on Facebook right now, they're like, what do you mean it's sold out? You know, we, well, we started selling tickets February 1st. We gave you a chance. I don't know what else to say. I don't know how else to promote it as much as we have. Well, here's a bit of advice, too. On If you look on uh, February 3rd and you see, uh, well, who's going to be there and what's going to happen, and you see this minuscule list, please know that actors are notorious for responding late and that's not because they're bad people. It's because the business kind of dictates, and of course, family dictates, like in, in you know, in any other group of people. But a lot of people are hesitant to commit to say, "Yeah, I'll be there October 13th in February," but invariably, many of them turn up on October 13th. And the reason they do that is, well, you know, I might have a job here. I might be in Montreal mm-hmm. shooting a movie. I might be doing a commercial. You know. So just because you see something in uh, you know the third week in February and it doesn't look like much, don't take that to heart because things change rapidly. I may even pop up, as apparently is the rumor. Yes, I will be there this year for the first. <laughs> he's, I'll be. He's, he's covering our event for the first time, so thank you, Dan. Oh, absolutely. I, I will be there. I will. I would say with bells on, but I'm sure that wouldn't help my bowling game. I'll be there with, with great bowling shoes on and my own fancy fish ball. <laughs> I love that. I got to see that. <laughs> that may or may not help my game. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see. But we are almost out of time. I want to, if Liz, if you would like to, I would like to give you an opportunity to earn $250 to the American Cancer Society with another oh, round sure. of our 
All right. Are you ready? We're going to put yeah, 60 seconds helpers, on right? the clock. Okay. <laughs> We've got yeah, 60 you. seconds on the clock. You've got two helpers that would love to help you out. Famous Liz's or variations thereof. Are you ready? Okay. All right. Here we go. Oh, boy. Uh, she was Samantha on Bewitched. Liz Montgomery. Yes. Uh, a famous fashion designer. Liz, uh, uh, oh, 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 Clayboy. Clayboy. Yes. Uh, oh, he's the, the, he was a star of 24. Well, that was Kiefer, Liz Kiefer, Liz, Liz, Liz Kiefer Sutherland. Yes. Uh, the, the, the royal person in England, Prince Charles's mother. Queen Elizabeth. Yes. Uh, I think she dated Hugh Grant until he was caught allegedly oh. with a hooker. Liz Hurley. Yes. Uh, ooh. Took an axe, gave her mother 40 wax. Lizzie Borden. Yes. Uh, she had purple eyes, married a whole lot of times. Liz Taylor. Yes. Um, oh, uh, uh, she's on Dancing with the Stars now. She was in Showgirls, uh, uh, Saved by the Bell. Uh, Liz, uh, help me, help me, help me. Uh, Is it Banks it's or Perkins? No, but it's the name of a college in Berkeley. 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 Yes. Berkeley. Uh, Berkeley. Famous. We're out of time, but we'll do the last one. Uh, famous poet. I think she was the one who did the How Do I Love The Let Me Count the Ways. A whole lot of names. Three names. Elizabeth oh. Browning. Barrett yes. Yeah. That is correct. So the good news is we didn't get to them all, but you still have won another $250 for the American Yay. Cancer Society. Oh so that will bring us to a grand total this show of $500 that we'll be making sure that they get right after the show. And that does unfortunately mean that we're also at the closing credits for this show. So I want to thank everybody for, for joining me here for the last hour and, and talking about all kinds of stuff. Well, thank you. This was a pleasure. Thank you, Liz. And you were more than welcome to come back. Jerry is a regular now. He's been here twice in the past six months or so. So, he, Jerry, you're always welcome to come back as well. I'm your co-host now, Dan. Oh, that's good. That takes a lot of pressure <laughs> off you. I appreciate that. Seriously, and, you're one of the best in the business, and we look forward to seeing you on the 13th. Thank you so much. I, I look forward to seeing you there as well. Everybody, as I said, that is going to bring us to the end of the show. If you've missed any part of it, you can check out subcentral.com slash radio for more information to listen to any of our past episodes. Next week, we've got a show about zombies that are somehow funny. I don't know how that's going to work, but we'll find that out. And before I sign off, everybody, I wanted to acknowledge the loss of one of our unsung team members, our unofficial mascot, my bunny, Alfred. For the past 14 years, he was my smallest and probably, I say probably, my furriest fan. And he was by my side here for every show, for every recap. We'd snack during commercials. He would, you know, give me his response on some of my opening monologues. And somehow he always managed to calm me down before a show if I was nervous. Yesterday, though, he left this world. And though I'm absolutely heartbroken, he will forever be loved and missed. And I just thought it was important to let everybody know that behind every good show, there's a good bunny. And good listeners. So for all of you out there who've been listening and supporting us, thank you so much. We'll be back here again next Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, for the continuing saga of Soap Central Live. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs> Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.